Next on BYU Sports Nation, ranking the three toughest games on the 2016 BYU football schedule. Let's see. Three, two, one, go. How would college football insider and national champion Blaine Fowler rank BYU's three toughest opponents? Plus, All-American track star Shea Collinsworth on preparing for the Olympic trials and chasing down Rio. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's... Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. This just in, we are live in Radio Vision. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, June 22nd, eight days away from Media Day. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with celebrity fashion pollster, Brian Logan. (laughs) What does that mean? That means you rank... Celebrity fashions. Oh, I you know I do, yeah. You know, in the great words of Kanye West, uh, "Rich slave picking cotton." Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, that was bad. <laughs> no, no, that... Brian, we are a minute and twenty two seconds into this. What man? I just thought about the verse when you said it. So you know, yeah, and. You know, I wanted Con- to cover your mouth as soon as you said Kanye West. Kanye, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is not really coming from me, ladies and gentlemen. This is just coming from, from Kanye. You know? I'll stand so. by the quotes and, and and some of the lyrics from like, you know, Drake and, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, Kanye's a little bit uh oh. off, off he's he's like in Mars. He's a different, different Where would world. you rank his fashion, Brian? Kanye, man, I would say Kanye is probably top uh top two, top three. I would say that you give him uh, a lot of credit. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a genius, man. The issue with with him is like with geniuses is that, like they know that they're geniuses. That they feel like they can just do whatever, and that's why you see him just going about his business however he wants to. But when it comes to his his fashion and his brand, he's he's just always always up and coming, doing something new. I loved how he sold out. Madison Square Garden uh, for his new album, as well as put on his fashion show. You I mean, are who, such a salesman, who Brian. Does that man? You you are such a salesman. What man? I just it's I just like the Kardashians. I like <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Kanye's married to Kim. Like come on, man. I like fashion. Hey, so. Early poll question on BYU Sports Nation: Do you like the Kardashians, like Brian, or not? <laughs> Maybe we should put that one out there, huh? Yes, yes, yes. Do you like <laughs> How many fans across BYU Sports Station are with Brian and on Team Kardashian? I'm going to say 73.7% <laughs> are with me. Oh, you have almost redeemed yourself for skipping out on golf yesterday, Brian. That wasn't my fault. That was David's fault. Mm-hmm. You conveniently could not play yesterday. I was trying to, man. I would love for my first time going golfing to be with my brothers, you know, to be with you guys, but... You know, David obviously is scared of his his missus, which is rightly so. <laughs> uh, look, David, you got you don't got to go to you don't got to go home and go to bed with me. You got to go home and go to bed with your wife. So you know, I would do the same thing. So it's all good. <laughs> Brian's not messing around today. Wait, oh just, yeah, that bro, that's that's life tips for the for I know. married for married I folks. I know. I'm saying you're not messing around yeah, today. Like don't don't worry about anybody else except for you've your gone spot. from <laughs> rating Kanye's fashion to giving marital advice. Bro, this is your fault. You're the host, man. I, you're in the you're I, in the chair. <laughs> you're in that chair. You steer the conversation however you want to go. I'm just here talking. Let's steer it towards something <laughs> sports related. How about BYU Sports Nation headlines today? Athlon Sports ranking the toughest games 
on BYU's football schedule in 2016, putting Michigan State as the toughest game on the schedule. Hmm. Does Michigan State top your list? Much more on that to come. Tulsa World reported that there's no longer the urgency of expansion for the Big 12, according to Oklahoma President David Bourne. Bourne was quoted as saying, We may meet again later in the summer, but I do not anticipate moving on expansion at that time. But there's no longer the urgency on expansion because of the Big 12 network possibly collapsing. So I learned a couple of things there. One, the Big 12 network was the most important thing in David Bourne, the Oklahoma president's mind. Yep. And when that did not come to fruition, it kind of lost a lot of the appeal. And I also wonder what was said to him, what was presented to him, because he was so adamant that BYU, or not BYU, but that the Big 12 needed to expand, and BYU fans were hoping that this is the window yep, of opportunity. opportunity. What What did he hear? What Numbers. happened to change his mind? Numbers, facts, data, dollar signs. Oh, yeah, or well, there, there you go. Former BYU runner Jared Ward won the Seattle Half Marathon as part of his Olympic training, finishing two full minutes before the next closest competitor. Dang, gosh. Man, good for him. You're running the marathon in Rio. Representing Cougars in the minors, Brennan Lund batted two for three with a hit and RBI for the Orem Owls, and Adam Law went one for one for the Tulsa Drillers last night. We started from the bottom, now we're here. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The trifecta of tough. College football expert Phil Steele joined BYU Sports Nation yesterday to discuss, among other things, what he calls a killer schedule for BYU football in 2016. I think provided they don't have all those last-second finishes like they did last year, they may be better equipped to handle the schedule. Uh, but Arizona at Utah, UCLA, West Virginia, Toledo at Michigan State, Mississippi State at Boise, there is no break in the first eight weeks of the season. That's really going to determine a lot. They finally get that by prior to Cincinnati. No break in the first eight weeks. And Phil also told us yesterday that BYU has, for sure, two games where they are underdogs, Michigan State and Boise State. Then he kind of... In a roundabout way, said the rest are either in the toss-up category or, if you're looking at November, BYU will be favored in the majority of those late-season games. Now, Athlon Sports, as we just told you, has a road game at Michigan State as the toughest. ESPN's Football Power Index has West Virginia Hmm. as the toughest game based on percentages, however you want to look at that. But what about all of you? Brian, ask the Twitter question. What are the three toughest games on the 2016 BYU football schedule? At Family Budge, first tweet in. Has to be the first three because new coaching staff and different style of play. All three against the Pac-12 South, Mm, by the way. Like that. Arizona, Utah, UCLA. That makes sense. That's a good good argument. Someone joked the other day, if BYU wins the first three games of the season, are they the Pac-12 South champions? Duh. Uh, two, two, one, two plus two equals three, guys. So yeah, exactly that. Oh, Brian. <laughs> you know what? For for me, yeah. What for, what's, for me, what are Spencer, the three toughest games? What's number three uh, for you? It, it all starts with the first game of the season. Countdown to the Wildcats. Seventy-three. Nice. Seventy-three days away from Arizona. But okay. Aside from that, so, num- Bri- so number Brian, three. Arizona. Man. I'm, okay, I'm seeing teams like Michigan State, Mississippi yep. State, yep. UCLA, yep. Utah, yep. West Virginia. Yep. 
all on the schedule. Boise State. Yep. Arizona? Arizona, man. Arizona for the, for the fact of, of a new coaching staff and a new system. They haven't seen these players play. The players haven't really been in the system live. What I mean by live is in actual full games. They, yeah, they have practice and whatnot, but you're really not going 100%, so you don't really know – how the system, how the process actually works until you're in it, which I really don't think it's going to come until maybe week three or four. You know who else hasn't seen it? Arizona. Air, yeah, Arizona Can't hasn't that be either, an yeah. advantage if Arizona doesn't know what the that, heck BYU is going to do? That's a huge advantage, but it goes both ways because the, 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 the BYU players, they haven't seen the Arizona or those, those players in the Arizona defense or in the Arizona offense. However... The Arizona offense and the, the defensive players, they already have been in the program. They know what to expect and how to run their plays. Uh, and so, to me, man, it's it's got to be Arizona is my is my top three. And it's, the, and it's the first game. This it, it, It's a, a good way to establish the rest of the season, man. I, I, what happened when BYU played Washington and, uh, and, and and Jake Locker, they lost the game. And what happened? Because of that, I still believe because of BYU, they ended up going, you know, over for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Giving BYU a lot of credit. I there. wasn't even a part of the program either. Okay, so you've got Arizona number three. Hey, my number three is West Virginia because look at where this game falls. Fourth game in a brutal September you play the three Pac-12 games, and then you have to go on the road to Washington, D.C. to play against West Virginia, a team that is loaded with speed. Yeah. And that is always, always going to be a tough matchup for BYU. Teams that are speed-heavy, and that is certainly West Virginia. And BYU's got to travel two time zones. Traditionally, they don't play well when they travel two time zones, and you're coming off three Pac-12 games. Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. I mean, it's exciting, but it's you know from a fan's perspective and, and like a player's perspective from a, from your body and just your mentality. Then you got to add in like homework on top of that. Yeah, that's that kind of is a, is a struggle there. My number two uh, would be Boise State, and when you when you talk about coming off of uh, two back-to-back games against top talent teams. Um, it's 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 definitely challenging trying to make sure that you stay healthy. You're finally uh, making sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, what if, I started making sense with Kanye, man. Come <laughs> on now. Hey, he said it, everybody. He start, said it. When you start referencing geniuses like Kanye and Albert Einstein, it just it just makes sense. Yeah, it does. Oh, so you just put Kanye and Einstein it, in the same sentence. Why not? They're oh. why not, man? You, they, all those guys are grouped together. Anywho, Spencer, let's stay on task okay. here. Okay. Uh, then you got to look at the short week, right? And the and the prep preparation um and and a lot of fans you you understand that oh yeah you have a game on thursday and yeah it is shorter and you have less time to prepare but you got to think about the recovery time from the from the previous week and then you got to think about the day-to-day activities that these these athletes go through i talked about school and i talked about um homework and things like that so there's other things that impact uh, a a player or an athlete when you have shorter weeks like this and then the the number one reason man is just boise stayed at home that's just tough to play for anybody, no at, at, question. At any given level, I mean, they won like a thousand games in the last what you know ten years at home. So that's a, that's a tough challenge within itself. You make valid points on all of those, Brian. Thank you, especially the Kanye and Albert. Nope, points. not yeah. that one uh-huh. about Boise State <laughs> being a tough place to play. I just don't think that you have put that high enough. 
I'll mm, get to that in a second. Okay. My number two, Michigan State. Big Ten power. Traditional stingy defense. Top 20 opponent preseason. That game will be on the road in East Lansing. Why are the Spartans not number one? That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Michigan State returns only four offensive starters in 2016. So the defense expected to be very good. Yep. BYU playing in Michigan in East Lansing. It's, it's just going to be a really tough game. But what can the Spartans offense do? Maybe BYU catches a break right there. That's why Michigan State is not the toughest opponent for me because they only bring back four starters on offense. That, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense, but it kind of doesn't because defense wins championships. So if you can't score, you can't really win. So okay, so that's you're, just my opinion. So your number one is going to be Michigan State then, right? Uh, nope, it's Utah. You don't have them in the top three? <laughs> nope, they're not in my top three, man. Oh, bro. And I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later on why I chose these these. <laughs> Uncle B is in here making fun of me. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Unc. He'll have plenty of time I'll, to make fun of you next time. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about why I chose these guys. And, and, and if you are a genius like Einstein and Kanye, you'll start to see where I'm coming from. When, when I, I'm not focusing 100% on, on, ath- <laughs> on talent versus talent and, and uh, really athleticism. I'm focus- focusing on just the overall um, – uh, I, I would say situation, and and when you look at this particular situation, Utah uh, has has won the last five games in a row. Yeah, it's your it's your rival uh, game, so it's 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 one of the most important games, regardless of any situation that you're in. I don't care if you're zero and eleven at that point. I mean, that game is 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 something that you have to win. Uh, it's on the road, so obviously another uh, tough challenge. But when you look at all the additional, uh, I would say, drama that's involved with, 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 with Kalani Satake and you look at the new coaching staff, uh, all, all of the, the hype, right, you, you have to see as a fan that this is a must-win game. It's the Super Bowl, this, and, and, and we talked about it, dude. We're not talking about the most important game. We're talking about the toughest game. That's why it is the toughest, because I believe it's the most important. Ooh, bam! <laughs> See, I'm on the genius hype right now, dude. What? Oh my what? what? <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. Oh, oh my gosh. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> you already made my argument for me. Boise State, I just don't know why you didn't put them at number one, Brian. You Because it's not the most important. Either. It is number. Boise State is the toughest game on the schedule, and here is why. And you have already kind me. of gone down this path. Give it to me. Game on the blue. Mm-hmm. On a Thursday night, mm-hmm. Boise State has lost six games at home since 1999. Wow, Mom. 18 years, they've lost six games at home. That's crazy. I would never schedule them at home. BYU has played on there, on the blue turf, on a non-Saturday game, and not won a couple of times. Okay. Wow. Not only that, they play Boise State after Mississippi State, which is the game after Michigan State. Mm. It is the end of that brutal stretch that Phil still talked about. The first eight, it's the eighth game. Yep. There are 13. BYU is a 13-and-a-half-point underdog. I hope they come out healthy, man. What about UCLA and Mississippi State? Those teams did not hit our top three. Why? Are we crazy? We'll tell you at the bottom of the hour. Up next... Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, joins us. Why he thinks the new BYU offensive coaching staff is just what the doctor ordered for the Cougars. 
And please, please, Blaine, talk some sense into Brian Logan. He needs help. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Football Media Day is just over a week away. Can't wait. Super excited. On Thursday, June 1st, tune into BYU TV all day for the BYU Media Day. Supercast. Supercast. Oh, yeah. We, oh, you know what? Last week we were supposed to do when you said Supercast. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, BYU TV and all of its media platforms will feature BYU football programming all day, including State of the Program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special, and a special program, BYU Football 1996 Revisited. What are the three toughest games on the 2016 BYU football schedule? At B. Henson 23 says, With all of the new parts around this team, I think the Pac-12 South Tour to open the season will be the toughest stretch. I like that. I like that name, man. I like that. The Tour. The South Tour. The Pac-12 the Pac- Tour? The Pac-12 Tour. Sa- okay. South- we got we to gotta be correct and say South Tour, right? So, or can we just say Tour? Yeah, we can say that. All right. B. Henson Maybe we says tweet Kanye and ask him what he thinks. Arizona, Utah, UCLA. Brian Logan, no wonder you like that tweet. Two of your three picks True. are in that Pac-12 South tour. Thank it's you. time we uh, bring some sense to Studio B <laughs> in the form of Uncle B. Blaine Fowler. Blaine, national champion quarterback. You've played in big games. You've called a ton of big games. Talk some sense into Brian. Please tell me that Arizona is not in your toughest three games. It's not. It's not. Michigan State's my toughest game because it's on the road, and it's a true road game. Some of these other big games, Arizona is a neutral field, and you say, well, it's down by Arizona. But, neutral. but BYU has more tickets sold oh, already than they do. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I forgot about there, the there's, I mean, that's going to be as much a 50-50 game and maybe a 60-40 game for BYU, so that's a neutral game. It truly is, even though it's in Arizona. And then, then you go back to FedEx Field for the West Virginia game. It's a neutral game, but that's more of a home game for West Virginia. Their fans will travel up there, and they have, good, they have great fans. Um, but the true road game against an unbelievably physical football team is Michigan State. And I just think that Michigan State, year after year after year, is one of the most physical teams in the country. And we're going to see if BYU can hang up front. And that's one of my big question marks for BYU. How good are they going to be up front this year? That's the game that they're either going to get mauled or they're going to be just fine. And and so it's a lot like that Michigan game on the road last yep. year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's the one to me that's the toughest. And then I agree, both of you I think have Boise State in your yeah. top three. Yep. So I think Boise State on the road mm-hmm. um, is, in my, is my number two most tough game. Short week. And you've already um, you've already documented the games that it follows. Yep. So short week after a tough schedule, they could be worn out at that point. And Boise State's got nine of eleven starters returning on offense, Ooh. an offense that produced over six hundred yards in their bowl game. They yes. just at the end of the season, good, you know BYU played in Merlin. By the end of the season, they were killing they it. Were they were a totally machine. different team. Yeah. They were a machine offensively, and all those parts and pieces are back at quarterback, at running back. It's so that, to me, is number two. And then number three, oh, gosh, I, that's a tough one. Maybe I put West Virginia there because it's a, it's a road game. And, and So I don't have Utah. I don't have Arizona. The reason I don't have Utah is, and we've talked about this earlier, if, if I look at Utah and I were to rank their best players from most important on down, they lose six of their first eight, including, number one, their punter. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. No Hunter. Tom Hackett. Hunter. So their special teams, without question, in my mind, has been the best in the country. Yeah. Period for the last three years. Yep. Great coaching on special teams, but but when you have Hackett and you have Covey returning punts, and the way Kalen Clay before yeah, that, yeah, and yep. so so to me, they take a big dip in special teams. They're still going to be unbelievably well coached there, but talent wise, you cannot replace those guys. That's a once in a lifetime punter. He yep. affected so many games, so he's he's the, I think he's their number one loss. Is that yeah. crazy? Wow. It's not the tailback. Not Devontae that was, Booker. Yeah, that was one of the best in the league. It's not quarterback. It's but those two inside backers. So so Norris is gone. I thought he was a tackling uh, machine. Gianni Paul is gone. If you were rate one through eight, six of those eight graduate, and that's why I think Utah. Um, if BYU is going to beat Utah, this is the year they they better do it. Why not UCLA and Mississippi State? Well, you, I like how much talent UCLA brings in, but UCLA's not played well on the road in the state of Utah. And I know that Rosen's going to be a sophomore. We'll see how he goes. They lost yeah. eight guys to the yeah. NFL. So they 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 were a really talented team last year that BYU hung with. So now they're yeah. coming on the road. Mississippi State, um, they'll be unbelievably talented. They don't maul you like Michigan State does. They beat you with speed. It'll yeah. be an interesting matchup, but. On the road, at elevation, we're going to grow the grass really, really high that yes, week. Yes, um, I just feel like BYU's got a better shot at that game than they do on the road against Mississippi State. State is coming off of a game against Auburn on Saturday. It's a short week, Friday game. They've got to make the two-time zone travel. Yep. And they have already, had, at that point in the season, they will have played South Carolina, LSU, and Auburn. Right. And that's, but I'm still going to put Mississippi State fourth. Yeah. Right Above UCLA. And then I'll put UCLA fifth. And Utah sixth, sixth. Wow, hey, Brian, your number one game. But here, and here's yeah. the crazy part yeah. about it. So I'm putting Utah sixth. That's a brutally tough game. <laughs> yeah, that tells you, and that's why every publication that's coming out has got BYU's schedule as one of the five toughest in the country. That's why, yeah. because we're talking about who I think is their sixth toughest matchup, and that team could beat BYU. Yep. So they better come with their A game. Every single Holy week, and they cow. better stay healthy. Every week is, is championship week, man. That's that's what I love about college football. I love about being independent right there. But you know, the the downfall is is the the talent that you guys are are playing. And I think that was my approach on how I ranked these. And this may sound bad. I mean, I I love BYU. We all know that, right? But it's just historically BYU struggles against top tier teams because of the, the talent. I think it has more to do with recruiting. Has more to do with the, the speed on the other side and the size and the strength on the other side. And that's just naturally from, yeah, I would rather go to a Michigan State or a SEC school rather than a, a BYU, right? That's just, that's just the facts of life. And so with that being said, I'm already kind of scratching that off as like a loss, like loss, 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 loss. And so what are the winnable games? The, I think the winnable games are, you know, the, the, the Utahs, the Boise States, the, the Arizonas. And so that's why I rank those because now let's look at the games that are winnable and then let's see, let's rank those. The so, question yeah. was three you, toughest you can, games. You can not- beat Michigan State, but you're going to have to win the turnover margin battle. You're gonna, so some things are going to have to happen. If you just go and they play 100% and BYU plays 100%, they're likely going to lose on the road. So in a game like that, that's why you have upsets in college football. You go there and – you know, they turn the football over. You force turnovers. You're cap- you know, you capitalize on some things. You make a special teams play. All of a sudden, you're in the game and you win the game. The best team doesn't always win in college football games. You know, or why do we even play it? Right? Yeah, that we always true. we always talk about that. And so, can BYU win at Michigan State? 
Sure they can. But they have to play extremely well and take care of the football. And, and Michigan State has turned over a few times. Hey, BYU, in, in this losing streak to Utah, multiple times in this five-game losing streak, has had better talent than Utah going into the game. Mm-hmm. There's years when BYU was favored and should have won. 2013. And they, and they turned the ball over at an unbelievable rate yep. during that string. Yeah. yeah, 2013 is a perfect example. BYU should have spanked Utah based on talent that year. The and they didn't because they turned it over. Now, so can that happen? Can BYU beat Michigan State? Sure they can. They've got to capitalize on Michigan State mistakes. They can't just play them straight up yeah. and go, well, hey, we're going to line up, we're going to run it at you, and then you guys line up and run <laughs> it at us. They'll lose that every time. This is fantastic. And so much so, I, I want to talk about the coaching staff with you, Blaine, but we, we're going to push that to next week because this has, this has started a whole train of thought for me with – what BYU can accomplish, and specifically when you have a quarterback, not to mention two, right? Who, what quarterback is going to have an advantage against Tanner Mangum or Taysom Hill this season? So, so we're looking at who. So Rosen's going to come in um, from UCLA. Is Josh and, Rosen as a sophomore better than nope. Tanner Mangum or Taysom Hill? He's not. So, so well, I he was comparable. You know what? If you just look at pure production in their freshman year, yeah. um, Rosen had better numbers than, than Tanner did last year. And, but he was the starter going into the season, got all the reps. The and the, reps, I mean, they knew yeah. he was going to be the guy, so he started off. Now, BYU handled him pretty well. They confused the heck out of him as a freshman. And, and that's what happens to freshmen. BYU changed things up. They moved before the snap. They did all kinds of things to take advantage of the fact that he was a freshman. In fact, I think BYU played Rosen as well as anybody in the country played yeah. him last year. But as he got more and more seasoned, as the season progressed, he made fewer and fewer of the mistakes that he made against BYU. So he's coming in as a seasoned sophomore that got every rep going into the season last year. So he's probably a half a step ahead of Tanner. He's not ahead of Taysom, where Taysom was before he got hurt. Taysom, before he got hurt, going into that Nebraska game, was a veteran, senior, polished, three-read Throw the ball on time. I know quarterback and and Taysom's a guy that defenses. So when you're playing Josh Rosen, he's a drop back guy. As a defensive coordinator, you go, well, we're not designing anything specifically for Rosen. Yeah, we have to be really, really sound in what we do. So here's their route combinations. We got to make sure we cover that. Here's the keys. This is what we do. But you don't go. We're going to change our defense for Josh Rosen. You play your defense, and you know that you've got to be unbelievably sharp. Or he kills you. Same thing when you're playing Luke Falk. You know, or, or um, uh. Washington State's quarterback, losing my mind. That's what happens when you get over 50. (laughs) That's what happens. You know, you guys, I was trying to remember what my name, I forgot it was Uncle B. I forgot. (laughs) Who's Uncle Uncle B? B? Where's he at? Where's that guy? That that drop back guys, you don't necessarily design a specific game for him. But I'm telling you right now, Taysom, when he's in the game, every D coordinator goes, okay, we've got to change what we're doing this week. So we can't just play standard defense. Okay, pass rush. Defensive ends, don't run by them. That will just kill us. So don't be quite as aggressive. When you get even with the quarterback, now come parallel to him. Don't run by him. Don't let him step up. Yeah. If you create a seam, he's going to run 75 yards for a touchdown. So we got to alter our pass rush. Tackles, don't get out of your lanes. You can't leave seams in the pass rush. Yep. So it limits the amount of pressure that you can put on him because you've got to be really disciplined with what you do to not leave leaks to allow him to mm-hmm. get out. Um, and then defensively you go, okay, linebacker, you're just going to spy him. So we're not even going to put you in pass coverage. We're going to avoid a zone when we're playing zone, and you're going to cover him all the time. So if he does get out of the pocket, you're going to cover him. 
So he creates a whole set of problems. There's very few players in college football that every game they play in, the defense changes what they're due to accommodate how talented that guy is. That's Taysom. So is there another quarterback that BYU has on their schedule where you change your game plan to play him? No. I can't, no. I can't think no. of one. I can't well, think so, of one. So what, if we're going head-to-head with, with the quarterbacks, let, let's look at your, your three picks. And which team do you think BYU, from a talent perspective, matches up really well with? Head-to-head talent. I think they – so we're talking about my top three. Yeah. and I think they match up well with Boise, with Boise. State. And, and I just worry that it's the short week. Um, the on Boise the blue State, on a Thursday on blue, is so they're scary. They're so good at home. They're so confident. They play with a lot of swagger. Now, I'm not saying they can't go win that game because I yeah. believe they can. From a sheer talent perspective, they match up really well with Boise State. They do. And, and so – but see, and that's, my, my thing is this, is that when you have those games where you have five turnovers – but then you, you have teams that have talent. And, I mean, they're sending guys, 10, 15 guys to the NFL within a two, three-year uh, span. They can, they can overcome those five turnovers or, three, or those mistakes. I, 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 do you get nervous of with, when it comes to the Michigan State? And she's smiling so, at so No, I do that's, get nervous about Michigan State. Because point. Michigan State can line up and just beat the crap out of you if they want to. They remind me of Stanford. It's yep. so like we're doing the Pac-12 South tour this year. I'm glad we're not doing the North with Washington and Stanford and, and Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah, it's those guys. I was at Stanford's practice on uh, Monday night this week watching them. And, and I was thinking, hey, how would BYU match up with these guys? And I look at them up front and I'm going, man, they got a bunch of maulers up there. Yeah. You know, I look at the other positions and I'm going, you know, BYU matches okay with these guys. I'm looking around and then I watch Christian McCaffrey catch a couple of punts and run. I'm like, oh, okay, well, they don't have that guy. <laughs> they don't have that guy. Right. <laughs> but but So I, I look at Stanford and I watch them very closely because my son-in-law plays there. And then I look at Michigan State and I go, oh, Michigan State's like Stanford. They are so big and so physical up front. They're too deep at every position on the offensive line and the defensive line. Somebody goes down, they put another guy in that's yep. just as good, only he's two years younger. Yep. And, and BYU's got to get to that point. And here, here's what I think happens. Are they going to be at this point, that point this year? No, because they're, this is the start of Kalani and yep. this group and Mike Empey recruiting yep. linemen. And, and we're, I think Kalani changes BYU's ability to recruit big guys up front. Yep. They're going to put an emphasis on it again. The big Polynesian players, mm-hmm. they can get to the NFL just as easily out of BYU as they can out of Oregon or oh, yeah. Stanford or Michigan State for that matter. Yep. And so over the next two to three years, BYU is going to be too deep at every position on the offensive line and too deep at every position on that defensive line. They're going to be yes. producing NFL offensive line. Then you go – I'm not worried about them going to Michigan State right. because they can match up with Michigan State's strength, and they can. Michigan State can't pound them and knock them off the ball. They can't collapse them uh, on the defensive line, knocking BYU's offensive line back, so they can't run the football. And now BYU takes care of the ball; they're in the game. Yeah. Right now, I think they're good with their starters, but they don't have the kind of depth um, to be able to match up every single week with the Michigan State. Yep. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is fascinating stuff. This is what this is how we make the time pass during the offseason <laughs> as we break down the schedule and the three toughest opponents and how BYU matches up. But okay, that's not to say we want to specifically discuss how this new staff impacts BYU next week with you. Yeah, this, this offensive staff, we'll give them a tease for next week. You have to have a puzzle. This puzzle, when I look at it, fits so perfectly together. I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised Mm. at how the individual pieces on this offensive coaching staff lend to make what I think is one of the best fits in college football. Wow! How about that? 
Up next, why aren't Mississippi State and UCLA in our top three toughest games? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Next Thursday, just eight days away, tune in for not one, but two special BYU Sports Nations. First at noon Eastern at oh, a special two-hour BYU SN featuring interviews with Kalani Satake, Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, and more. Then at 10 p.m. Eastern, BYU Sports Nation talks to members of the BYU football 1996 team about what is arguably the best BYU football team ever. Tune in next Thursday, all parts of the BYU Football Media Day. Supercast! Supercast! Hey, yes. there you go. Nice. Let's see, 1996. You were, uh, were you sticks. born in 1996? Yeah, I was born in 88. <laughs> so, yeah, 1996, pick up sticks. I don't know what I was doing. Oh, that's life. good stuff. Watching if you that. have missed the first mm, 35-ish minutes of the show, you have missed Brian Logan quoting Kanye West, <laughs> breaking down his fashion, stating his love for the Kardashian family, and then placing Arizona yeah. as one of his top three toughest games for BYU football in 2016. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you forgot about Albert Einstein, too. I threw some, some love for him, my boy. Download the podcast is my point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you will not be disappointed, especially with today. Let's rehash today's trending topic a little bit. We are asking all of you on the Twitter machine, what are the three toughest games on the BYU 2016 football schedule? And you can rank them. Brian, remind the folks your top three, starting with number three. Okay, Arizona, <sighs> Boise State, and then Utah. <laughs> I don't know why. What's so funny? Yep. <laughs> I got to say it. Arizona, Boise State, Utah. Brian. What about you, sir? Okay. Ready for the sensical or the sensible answer, I yes, should say? Yes, yes, yes. Number three, West Virginia. Okay. Number two, Michigan State. Okay. Number one, Boise State. Okay. And you may be thinking, why did you place Boise State above Michigan State? Well, there are a few reasons. Because Boise State is at the end of that brutal eight-game stretch. You have to factor in when you play the teams yep. as a huge part of this conversation. It's not just week number one, 100% BYU against 100% Boise State or Michigan State or West Virginia. As the season progresses, injuries happen, attrition happens, things happen. And so where that game falls in the schedule, especially coming off of Michigan State and Mississippi State, short week going to the blue where they just don't lose, that game I think is the toughest on the BYU let's, schedule. Let's 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 break down let's 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 break down why not some of the, the bigger uh, branded names. Yeah, where is UCLA? UCLA and, and you're a Cali State. guy. Why not UCLA? Man, UCLA is Boo Boo Johnson. Man, they <laughs> got all the hype in the world, and they. It, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just fed up with UCLA over the last few years. Uh, I, I think that, like you said earlier this morning, they're one of the most uh, old, under. Uh, overrated uh, college football programs uh, in the nation, man. And, How many and, times do I need to say it? Yeah, you're, uh, on this show, you're right. You you are right, man. I mean, and, and so uh, overrated. Uncle B said, you know, that traditionally they're just not good in Utah. Uh, they lost eight players in the NFL, so you know, haven't won uh, a conference uh, title in almost two decades. What so, has UCLA I mean, done that's been remarkable in the last I, twenty years? I'm, I'm just done with the hype, man. That's also a song on on Drake's new album. But yep, done with the hype. 
Yeah. I, too much. I just too much hype. I, I like that they're a name brand and they might be ranked when they come in and they have what a lot of people consider to be the the quarterback with the most NFL potential right now in Josh Rosen. I just I, they're not in my toughest three top so, or top three toughest now opponents. This, this is really interesting. We, I, I think we kind of gave Spencer a, a little bit of a, a hard time this morning with with Mississippi State. So break it down, big fella. Mississippi State because of when they play BYU. It it is an advantage big time for the Cougars to have them in Provo because they have already played South Carolina at LSU and Auburn. Auburn is the week before they come to Provo, okay. and they got to come to Provo on Friday. But, a but, short but what week. about what about the argument of this is normal for these players? This is normal for it's this, not this normal program. for Mississippi State to come to but, Provo. But but it, okay, the the travel may not be normal, but. The, the style of play, the getting banged up, understanding that hey, I got you know two, I'm, I got two deep or I got three deep uh, because of the, uh, the 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 recruiting pool that I have. This is normal to get banged up. You're right. You're so, right. In that yeah. instance, it is normal. But they don't have a quarterback. Hmm. They're starting a first year inexperienced quarterback having to go on the road to Provo mid season after they have already gone through that slate. He'll be better. You hope. If yeah. he's not injured, <laughs> Dang. I, that's why you gotta put the injury. I'm bug, just man. saying, like, be, because on, BYU yeah. has such a significant quarterback advantage in that matchup, and they're playing Mississippi State in Provo. That that's it's gonna, just, it's, you you just, you you make it seem like it's gonna be like a cake. No, walk, I don't make it seem like it's gonna be. Cake, I don't think they're gonna walk. get blown out, but it's gonna be tough. At the end of the day, you gotta just look at talent versus talent, man, and and that's really. What I'm making my whole argument on 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 this particular case is is just that. I mean, their their second or third string guys could probably start over a lot of the first string guys here at, at BYU, and that's not knocking. So could have Nebraska. So could Nebraska, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So could Nebraska. Did BYU match up well with Nebraska last year nope. on the road? Nope. Yes, they won that game. We had a Taysom Hill though, <laughs> and we and got Taysom Hill t- this year and a Tanner. We We've had got t- him too. We had a Taysom and a Tanner. We've got both of those guys. <laughs> You're making my argument for me. <laughs> no, I'm not. Hey, kind of. how more news is no news from the Big 12 Conference. But first, Olympic hopeful Shea Collinsworth joins us in studio. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Verbal jousting welcome. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU Football Media Day is just over a week away. On Thursday, June 1st, tune into BYU TV all day for the BYU Media Day. Dun-dun-dun! Supercast! Very good. BYU TV and all of its media platforms will feature BYU football program all day, including State of the Program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special, and a special program, BYU Football 1996 Revisited. A lot of people think that was the greatest team ever, Brian. I know you do, right? I do not think that was the greatest team in BYU football history. What? I thought you started this whole thing, man. I thought this was all from you. No, I didn't start. Yeah. Started what? I thought you, you started the art. You said that this was the best team in 1996. And then we were like, oh, let's have a, like a program. Let's revisit this argument. Let's, no, let's go one, deeper. One of them, they are definitely top three. Oh, okay. Top three greatest all time. I see what you're doing there, man. Whenever I come in, you like to backpedal a lot. I'm no. not. The cornerback swag just just, <laughs> just 
just carries over a little bit. I understand. I'm the one backpedaling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Joining us now, somebody who runs very fast forward. None of this backpedal stuff. BYU track and field All-American in the 800 meters. Just ran a personal best, Shay Collinsworth. Shay, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks for having me. When did you know in that race in Eugene that you were on pace to do something special? Um, so going into it, I knew there's a lot of good competitors. Um, the defending champion, Raven Rogers, is around 159 as a freshman, which is insane. Wow. Um, so I knew there's a lot of good girls, and I knew um, going into it that I had to make it on this pace. And so my plan was to get out fast. Um, go you did it, that. Like, you yeah. were in front. I was in front. Yeah. Actually, there was two girls in front of me, a girl from Stanford. And then someone else. But um, so they went in front of me. So I was like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, I'll just tuck in behind him and hopefully I can swing out. But they opened up the inside lane um, with one lap to go. So I was just like in belief, like in shock. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, is, this, is this happening? Like, this never happens. No one ever opens up the inside. Um, so going into the last lap, I was in front. So I was pumped about that. Um, and so, um, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just knew that I had to take it out fast to have a honest to actually have a chance of placing high or possibly winning um and my coach told me coach Shane told me if I um went out hard and pushed the pace that I could place higher than I ever had before um so there's the girls going in front yeah um so it was an exciting race honestly and I'm so blessed to have been in that situation and um be a part of it so yeah yeah and so you you took off your point thirty eight seconds off of your your previous PR, and now you rank third for the eight hundred in BYU all time. How does that make you feel, just being a junior and knowing that you have one more year left? Um, it's awesome. Um, so I've been working with Coach Shane a lot, and um, every year I've gotten better. And so last year my PR was a two hundred four, and this year is a two hundred two. And so if I keep shaving off time, then you know, great things to happen. Get to, get to number one. <laughs> yeah, number one. Two-time All-American now at BYU. When you hear something like that, uh, what runs through your mind? Um, it's exciting, you know, um, but my main objective is to be national champion. So I feel like it's, it's a, good, like, a good place to be, but I want more. And so, um, but yeah, it's awesome. It's a great feeling, and I feel blessed to um, been able to do what I have so far. And I just um, am grateful for the opportunity that I have to um, – continue this so when I when I hear that and I, I think about Kyle you know your, your husband being all-american as well I just think about your kids and the uh, <laughs> advantage that they're gonna have you know over over uh, you know their opponents growing up have you guys ever talked about you know what sports they're gonna play or you know how many kids you guys do want to have um, honestly um, we haven't talked about that but we do want a big family um, no number in specific, anywhere actually between four and six. <laughs> but, but um, honestly, like if they don't choose sports, like I honestly wouldn't care. Um, honestly, as long as they're passionate um, about honestly, something. Do you honestly believe that? Yeah, really? honestly, yeah. I would be. Brian, don't put pressure on. Her. <laughs> I know. I feel like more, like more of the fans and like people around us are like, your kids are going to be these great athletes, and we're like, well, uh, what if they're not? Like, it's not a big. Deal. I don't know. So we just. Just try not yeah. to think about it. You don't you know? want to put the pressure on them. Yeah. Right, for that. No, yeah. that makes sense. You guys are good parents. With me, yeah. I'm just like, hey, 
you know, you gotta, you gotta do some push-ups, eat your Wheaties, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, Can I'm you- sure Kyle will push the nutrition a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be feeding him peachos, and yeah. Kyle will be like, no, eat your kale. <laughs> yeah, well, the so. pe- Brian's the Gushers guy. You're a peachos yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. I have okay. some in the car. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's the secret, that's my right? breakfast, yeah. Nice. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't tell Kyle. No, that's, that's right. That's right. I... I, I'm the same way. I had Krispy Kreme donuts this morning. You know. So good. You're feeling good. And then I have, I have, sometimes I have some fruit, I have fruit by the foot, uh, some gushers. That'll be morning. And then I'll have, I, I will have like a muscle milk, like a protein oh, yeah. shake though, right? Gotta get the protein. Protein shake yep. and candy. You can't go wrong. Nope. See, oh my gosh. I'm going to scoot over this way. <laughs> I like you. What is, what is your diet like right now, Shay? Um, yeah, other than the peachos, <laughs> I try and we, well, we started a blog, athleteschat.com. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so there, our diet plan is on there. So if you look that up, um, it talks a lot about what we eat and foods that we um, try to have. Um, so, yeah. Athleteschat.com. So, yeah, I'm, I'm logging in right now. Look at that yeah. picture of Kyle. <laughs> I know. You've got to get those micronutrients and those gains. Yeah. So. And, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just trying to eat as healthy as I can, but also get the calories that I need. So I'll have – I'm fine if I have sugar. Like, it's not the end of the world for me just because I burn so much with running. So, right. but, yeah, just try and eat as healthy as I can, as organic as I can. But, yeah. What's your training schedule like right now? Oh, wow. Um, so I'm doing mileage every week. So I'll do – this week I have 40 miles, which – has been a decrease from what I have been doing. That's a decrease? Yeah. Well, wow. yeah, it's not as crazy as some Oh, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'll work out. I'll do a hard workout, like, two or three times a week. Um, yeah, and just mileage and then weights two, three, two or three times a week, too. Does, so. does the workout change while training for the, the trials? Is it? Is it – I know you said that that decreases um, your miles, yeah. but as far as just some of the intensity, does that increase or decrease at all? Um, it's about the same. Um, so this week I'll go a little harder and then next week we'll taper off. Like I'll have barely any miles and then I'll probably do one workout cause it's racing next week. Um, so yeah, so it's just pretty much the same. Um, I just have been running less miles. Just I'm a little beat up. Um, it's been a long season. Yeah, I've been going right. since January. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just my coach is trying to keep me healthy for that. So what are your expectations at the Olympic trials in, in terms of goals and, and where you want yeah. to be? Is it, is it, I want a new personal best. Like what, what is it? Yeah, I definitely want a new personal best. I think I'm ready for that. And I think with the competition, I can do that. Um, but I just want to make it as far as I can, honestly. And I think it's just a great experience and I would love to make it to finals. And once you make finals, anything can happen. Yep. Um, so I'm just excited going into it and there's not a lot of pressure on me. So when there's not a lot of pressure on you, can do a lot. So oh, yeah. I'm excited. So I know your husband Kyle was super stoked about you running a personal best, uh, and so much so that uh, he messaged me about it <laughs> when I put it out there. Uh, congratulations Thank on everything you. you've accomplished, Shay. And let's get you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the yeah. Olympic trials. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, this you do this. <laughs> yeah, you got to hold my hand. Yep. Hey, Brian awesome. does it a little bit differently than the rest <laughs> of us. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> I believe in the, the physical, the physical touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing, Spencer? You guys, you're one of a kind, man. What, man? Shay, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. A BYU Batcat continues to tear it up in his early minor league career. That's part of the Cougar Whip Around. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. 
Athlon Sports ranked the toughest games on BYU's college football schedule in 2016, putting Michigan State as the toughest game on the schedule and then followed by Utah. I I don't think that was it. (laughs) Tulsa World reporting that there's no longer an urgency of expansion for the Big 12, according to Oklahoma President David Boren. He was quoted as saying, We may meet again later in the summer, but I don't anticipate moving on expansion at that time. But there's no longer the urgency on expansion because of the Big 12 network possibly collapsing. End quote. Track and fill. I like how you made your your voice there. It's very different. I like it. Mm. Former BYU runner Jared Ward won the Seattle Half Marathon as part of his Olympic training, finishing two full minutes before the second fastest runner. Cougars in the minors. That is elite by Jared. Representing the Cougars in the minors, Brennan Lund batted two for three with a hit and a run batted in for the Orem Owls. Adam Law, one for one for the A Tulsa Drillers last night. Future guests include Ed Keel, part of that 1996 BYU football team that won... Nice. The Cotton Bowl on January 1st, 1997. Not to mention Jack DeMooney, part of the BYU football coaching staff. Have you met him, Brian? Mm-mm. I he- just I just met um, uh, Coach Kalani last week. Uh, there's a, a football camp, and uh, Alani Fu is back in town from the Arizona Cardinals. So him and his, his boys went, and, and my family went and uh, did the camp. So that was my first time actually meeting him. He's like, come on, come on out, man. Come come say hi. Talk to these DBs for us. So, Yeah. Very cool. cool. You, if you have not met Jack DeMooney, you need to you need to watch BYU Sports Nation the next couple of days. He is a huge personality. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Shay Collinsworth yep. for setting a new personal best. She's ranked 48th in the United States in the 800. She wants to up that. She's just a junior, two-time All-American already. Chasing down Olympic dreams, man. Man, big big stuff. Just as long as she stays fast with the uh, the PGOs, she'll be good, man. <laughs> she'll be good. What are the three toughest games on the 2016 BYU football schedule? Our elite tweet of the day from at Still Team Riley: the national championship, the semifinals, and Mississippi State. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks to all of our guests and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. For Brian, I am Spencer. Shout out to Steve Sarkeesian. Back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Later, Gushers as well. Yes. Am I coming? Is Darren back?